روشناس پادکست پریزنتد تو یو بای سویس آلترنیتیف میدیسن Yes, hello. Uh, welcome to Sam's uh, platform for Roshana's podcast. My name is Shima Sazegari, and I'm very privileged today to have Dr. Adrian Brito Babapo with us uh, to guide us through uh, the use of orchid essences and the methods that he's using in a daily life to treat uh, patients and public. So, Dr. Adrian, thank you very much to have accepted our invitation, and uh, I'm very, very honored to have you in this platform. Um, and maybe I start with a simple question, yet a very important one, um, to ask you to talk about yourself, your educational background, and uh, and uh, further on, how did you find about orchid essences? Okay. Morning and thank you, Shima. Uh, well, I originally graduated as a veterinary surgeon in Sri Lanka. Then I went on to do medicine and postgraduate in pathology and then graduated as a homeopath also, which led me on to uh, discovering the orchid essences and adding them into the homeopathic uh, repertory of uh, substances used to be able to give some healing to uh, people who need it and to the uh, earth and the universe that is needed. It's a very complicated story. But all the training that I've had, uh, both from being a vet through being a medicine, first taught me two important things in life. One is that one should learn to see and to hear but never listen to what the patient tells you because they have a tendency to start from their own agenda and they never give the complete truth. So you, as a therapist or any person who wants to try and help anybody else, must learn to see and to observe everything that goes on around, which that brings you into the thing. So in the process of my working with homeopathy, I evolved over a period of nearly 10 years the tech protocol, which is the therapeutic energy kinesiology, which was used primarily as a means of making sure that homeopathic prescriptions are as accurate as possible. Because I found that just by repertorizing or by using even uh, electronic repertories, that the answer is never as accurate as getting it directly from the patient. So that was the whole principle of uh, getting through uh, to evolving tech and bringing orchids in. How orchids? Because I first started with the bark essences and found that the ones that were being 
promoted by uh, uh, Nelson and Bach were not as good as healing herbs because of the fact that the individuals who prepare the essences are as important as the essences themselves. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the essence makers are very important in the process of doing essences, uh, not to bring their influences to the body of the essences. Is that what I understood correctly? Yeah, that is correct. Because uh, over the years I've looked at them because of the fact that I had the ability to work with Don Dennis because he had originally, when he was first started out, the complete range of essences from all over. And I found a number of the essences but nothing more than placebos. Mm-hmm. It meant that they had no physical effect. People just believed that they had the physical effect, which is not the same as anything. The reason why I got drawn into the orchid essences was because there was a homeopath who I knew called Liz Kinsey, who knew Don, who then I got to know Don. And uh, I started looking at the orchids and found that they had one major redeeming feature, which is the orchids need nothing but give everything. By that, what I understand and one should know is that the orchids subserve only with the light and the air and the rainwater. They don't take any nutrition from the soil. So they don't parasitize anything from the earth. They function at more than one level. Now, to try and explain that, most essences, like the bark essences, have a propensity to exist within the physical frame of where it is being created. And the person who makes it also has some influence. I found in the first instance that it had to be modified a lot more to make the orchids independent of the makers. There was an American lady who was also a friend of Don's who was making orchid essences, but those essences were not very effective. So we selectively chose the essences. Now, to try and understand what what an orchid essence is, an orchid essence is a physiological energy translator. By that, I mean that it translates the energy within the person who is receiving it as well as within itself. It exists at two different levels. One, it exists on its own, and it also carries what is called an imprint or an energy matrix of higher beings, which are part of the process. So originally, a lot of the ones that were essences were tested by a psychic called Peter Tad, who is still around, but uh, he has now dropped out of our frame of reference because he tended to have a slightly biased uh, opinion on how the orchids worked. The thing that I have always worked on is that orchids must always be independent of the maker. Mm -hmm. And that is a key principle that makes the orchid essences different to essences that are made by other beings. 
people to do the animal essences and the earth essences and uh, mixtures coming from uh, some of which are very good but uh, there also the problem is that who makes it tends to influence the essences and as far as possible and as far as we can be certain by cross-testing and testing repeatedly is the orchid essences that we create are pure. Mm-hmm. So they function completely by the intent of the person who's taking it. But they are not placebos. In other words, they have both physical and physiological and energetic effects on the person who is taking it. Now, um, how one understands which orchids is good for what? In other words, how do you read orchids? How do you prepare um, a, a text for the orchids and its effect? Because it's kind of unknown. Can you explain that? Okay, that is a difficult thing because, uh, okay, let's try and simplify it. Orchids have a voice, and the voice is at two levels. The voice means that they actually say what they are capable of doing. Why that is there? I don't know. Why I had the privilege of being able to hear the voices is also I have had to detach myself completely from it to make sure that there is no subjective influence on the voice. So when an orchid essence is created, it is created at two levels. One, it is created as a physical entity and also what is called the uh, devic or the translation energy. So to a certain extent, the orchids exist in the plane between the physical and the spiritual, which means that there is a lot of energy coming down from the 14th chakra which gets imprinted into the orchid essence. How and what it is supposed to do is uh, years of experience and also knowing what the language of the orchid is. So an orchid will have a specific language. Let's take, for example, a simple trio that is there, which is unconditional snuggles, Unveiling Affection and Child's Play, which is the base trio, one of the first of the seven groups of essences. Now, Unveiling Affection and Unconditional Snuggles were both orchids on their own. But Child's Play was an intentional essence, which was the only intentional essence that I have actually taken up from a maker who made it in the original instance, and we've got it still available to do it. Because it is a unique essence. And it combines with the trio to lift the energy of the pelvis. Mm-hmm. So if you want an energy that actually makes you feel good, it's this trio is the first one that one should think about. It mm-hmm. makes you feel better. It energizes the pelvis. It starts having functional effects. Physically and clinically, we have by experience found that they also have effects on the female reproductive system. Mm-hmm. So which is a, quite a unique one because for most women, and that brings me back to something that you mentioned, Shima, which I talked about earlier, that women are the source of life. And the problem is that women are not 
using that power that they have because of the fact that they have been suppressed for so long. And the first thing that you do is when you go through those trios is it lifts you into a sense of being a woman completely. The higher level essences which come on later on, some of which have evolved in specific times in the years on which it's been done, they have emerged or come into being because there was a need in this society and in the world to have those essences around. And an additional thing to import, that when you are in the correct frame and you take an essence, it not only affects you, but it affects your aura, which then affects the aura of other people around. So never take an essence and think that it is only you who are taking it. You are taking it for the benefit of the group of people around you, because as you change, the world changes. As a vessel, absolutely. So this transmission of energy, orchid energies, to a patient, a person who needs it, will not only bring therapeutical effects on that person, but also can bring its effect to the surrounding. It that could is be. That is always the way it is. And so, it is one of the unique features of the orchid essences. Which makes think, them completely different from back essences, or bush flower essences, and many good other essences that exist. But this is how the orchids perform. They choose you and you don't choose them, as I understand. That's right. Yeah. So effectively, uh, even though we have 180 essences altogether with the combinations and all, you will find that there is a selective group of essences that are effective for you and for your group. Mm -hmm. so people who are in your group will resonate with the essence that they have taken. Absolutely. This is such an extraordinary uh, explanation as, you know, when when an uh, airplane goes down, the first thing that they say, okay, put the mask on your face first and reach out to others. Um, and it is so important to self-treat or being treated by someone who knows it in order to, to bring small changes around us. And it is not an extraordinary effort. So it's knowing about them. And once you told me, besides women being source of life, women is about knowing. Can you explain that for me? Yeah, knowing is two different. One is knowledge. Knowledge is uh, having the repertory and about the clinical details of each organ. That is the knowledge. But the knowing is the understanding of exactly what that knowledge can do to the person's energy. Knowing is different to knowledge. So knowing is the stage at which most well-trained therapists get to the point that they go above and beyond knowledge into knowing. And one of the things that I have been trying to work with most of my pupils and with the people who are I have trained over the years is to take them away from the reliance on knowledge to the reliance on knowing. Mm, this knowing is about knowing what it actually feels 
and what it actually could do something energetically. And over the past few months, especially, there have been much greater uh, clinical effects from the orchids, some of which we have never anticipated. Like I'll give you an example, uh, healing the higher heart and compassionate heart when placed along uh, a keloid, a keloid is a fibrous tissue growing over a scar, removes the pain instantly from the whole thing, including radiating above and beyond that point. Now, that was never reported as far as we are concerned. And so every time we are looking at an orchid and we are trying to know more about the orchids, the greater the understanding or the knowing of what the orchids are capable of doing. Absolutely. And you, you once told me that um, since orchids have this ability to adapt themselves uh, to the harshest conditions and survive, I mean, the energy of such orchids will transmit in you the power of adaptability. And, and with you, orchids bring other um, dimension of healing that, that are not known to us till now. And I wouldn't be surprised that in 10 years' time, uh, all, all those orchids who had been classified as a thematics or um, the way of learning them would become something completely um, uh, evolutionary. So um, thank you for sharing this experience with us. And if you have any other remark about orchids by itself, I would like to hear from you. I really don't know where to go on this. I did send you a, a clinical summary sheet, which is you're quite welcome to pass it on to people. But I would advise a word of caution when that if they read those notes, they are only for people who intend to be therapists. And also, if they want to use it themselves, then they should take it with caution to know exactly. Yesterday, I had a, a man who I'd seen some time ago, and he turned up to see me. And he has evolved because of what he's been doing to know when an orchid is correct or not, to a certain extent that he also drew attention to a fact that I had been observing this currently where Don is having it, that because the girl who is responsible for bottling the essences, because she was in the wrong space, the essences were in the wrong space. So that negative influence is there. We also now make sure that there's only one person who does it, and we send out the essences wrapped in uh, metal foil to prevent it from being exposed to x-rays and to other methods. So the orchid energy is capable of being damaged. They can be cloaked sometimes and masked so that they don't produce the effect. It's always got to be what is called a certain degree of detachment to assess exactly what the essence is and why you are taking it and what it's doing. Adrian, mm -hmm. um, through um, Roshanel's tale, um, we have explained the role of a, a woman in her family, her society, um, the intake that there are for, for them, 
and how they can combine um, their efforts um, with the knowledge of who they are. Now, we've tried to explain that Roshana uh, has has to deal with um, her mother, who is losing her memory, uh, almost in a uh, demential state, with uh, her 13-year-old boy kid, who is in teenage, you know, uh, frame zone and very unpredictable. With a husband who has lost uh, his job and he he has also his personality and character. This is only the family, but beyond the family, she is working too. And she's working on different projects. And in all this process, she has lost herself. So the aim of talking about Roshana was to bring small solutions um, ready to use for people who can resonate with that story, with that tale. So Roshanaz is uh, facing a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic attacks, a lot of urgent need to be calmed down. What are the essences that you recommend? For, for, the, for the case, because I read, I listened to your uh, other podcast before and also, but the story in this one is slightly more complicated uh, because of the fact, as you say, she's lost herself. So that means that the first thing that she should do is to use an essence that will bring her back to herself. And for that, uh, I would uh, look at in the listing uh, the second level of the trios, which is uh, true connections, Celestial crown of heaven. And that would be the group that I would look at first. But also, I would make sure that uh, she had access to immediate relief, which is one of the more complex essences which were made to combat the fact that the rescue remedy from Bach was losing its power. So this has come in as an, an adjunct to the Bach's rescue remedy because it can be used frequently. With, what it does is elevate the person to a different level so that and then she can deal with it. The problem with dealing with her son who is not only uh, going through adolescence, but is also autistic. Mm-hmm. That is the reading that I got from the person. And that uh, so to do that, I would put the boy on uh, Dragon Fire and Dragon Mask. Those two are groups that will actually bring forward the sense of center in the boy. Mm-hmm. But her dealing with the mother's dementia, uh, that is virtually difficult to deal with sense-wise. I would use uh, light relief, which will just be enough to keep the mother's memory patterns intact and allow, one never knows how much deeper it will go. Mm-hmm. But if it tests accurately as being the essence that is needed, that is what uh, she should use. Mm-hmm. What are your uh, thoughts about memory enhancer, unicorn, things like this? Knowing memory, memory enhancer doesn't work on people with dementia. Okay, uh, I would use uh, 
Crown of Serenity and uh, Angelic Canopy, okay. which has much deeper effects than we thought of before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, these are important, um, you know, tools that we can, as you said, we don't have um, that much of solution for dementia or Alzheimer's disease or memory loss. But these are at least essences that can bring, um, reduce agitation and reduce the Mm -hmm. sense of I'm losing myself and every now and then we flip back and forth. And I guess when when a person with dementia is conscious about uh, their problem, this is the worst case scenario. And that's where they are the most agitated because otherwise... Uh, they yeah, then use uh, uh, light relief. Yeah. You take off the immediate agitation before you think deeper about things. Because mm-hmm. what you must understand is that their senses themselves will cause agitation when they are trying to cause change. Their senses are not inner substances. So if they are applied correctly or given correctly, they will process change. Mm -hmm. That is what you have to be prepared for, which is why they should not be uh, treated lightly, but they should be used correctly by the testing, by doing the self-test procedure, or by getting a therapist who knows the orchids to be able to test whether or not it is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Earlier, you were talking about us, uh, how you were treating in homeopathy uh, your patients, and then you came across uh, your technique, which is tech. And you basically created that technique in order to assess the validity of homeopathic remedies. So, for those who are listening to us and they are homeopath, how do you? Um, explain um, the resonance of homeopathic remedy in a person without using it, which is an energetic system, and how do you combine this with kinesiology that you're using it? Yeah, the point is that uh, the potencies of a remedy are virtually a hit and miss according to the methods And even the current homeopaths are changing their processes. They've gone away partly from the hidebound Hanumanian processes of doing it to using methods like the Ramakrishna protocol where you uh, introduce the essence in water or the Banerjee protocol where the single tablet is given for three days in water and then leaving it a month and repeating it. So there are various ways of doing it, but the reason why I used kinesiology, which I'd been trained, and found that that also had limitations. So the tech became a much more sophisticated, cleaner uh, method of applying kinesiology to get much more accurate results, which were based on uh, the actual response of the client or the patient that is in front of me. And I always make it a rule which I teach other kinesiologists. First test is the best test. First answer is the only answer. So do not repeat test anything to try and prove a point. You get an answer, 
That's it. And you have to go with it. Learn to be sensitive enough to know when the answer that's been given is correct. And also, one additional problem that is there nowadays, which has been a lot more, is what is called the shadow effect. And the shadow effect is present in all people at varying degrees. And there are a group of specific essences. I think there are uh, nine in the shadow group, as I call it, which are the essences that should be thought of in terms of making sure that the person's energy system is clean before it starts. So the basic one for the shadow is the shadow warrior. But then there's shadow defense, and there's phantom uh, ghost, the silver ghost underneath it. And there are other essences which have a method of allowing people to clarify the effect of their shadow prior to doing anything else. Mm -hmm. So, so this is bear in mind the fact that the shadow will and can quite frequently come back up even in the middle of doing a session. Okay. Because the shadow's inherent nature is to stop us from evolving and from getting better. Mm -hmm. So this is the importance of being treated uh, as a therapist ahead of time in order to treat someone else. You've That's right. First, make sure that you are treated and that you are in balance. Mm -hmm. You can virtually, when you get sensitive enough and know, just holding the bottle and doing a self-test will tell you whether or not it is the correct essence for you. But if it says no, then put it aside. Don't try and retest again. I repeat mm -hmm. that it is most important. Do not retest on mm -hmm. the first occasion. Mm -hmm. So what we're meaning here by testing is Kinesiologic testing. Right. So, Kinesiological testing. All right. Adrian, I don't know how to thank you to have put some time with me um, to talk about LTO and uh, tech, which is very close to my heart. And hopefully those who are listening to us, if if they have more questions, they come back to us and yep. I yep. allow myself to reach out to you for answering them. That's fine. Thank you very much for listening and hope to see you very soon. Okay, let's do Ho'oponopono again. Certainly. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, God bless. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. For compiling and holding this podcast, Swiss Alternative Medicine Group in Geneva is extremely grateful to all friends who are always willing to support, especially Roshanak Shahran, Sam's Regional Supervisor for Marketing Development and responsible for creation of Roshanak's project, Dr. Nassim Shangarfam, co-founder of Our Culture House, Sam's partners and sponsor for translating the text in English and narrating, and our musician, Nazdi Bakhshayesh. All our appreciation goes to the beautiful work of Giti Safarzadeh, Roshana's author, and Behnam Omran, the composer of our podcast music.